Hi everyone, Dan Cassidy here. Welcome back to Top of the Morning on the UBS Market Moves podcast channel. For today, we will be continuing on with our series of thematic investing conversations. So joining me for the conversation today, glad to welcome back Michelle Liberty, thematic investing strategist for the Americas with the UBS Chief Investment Office. Michelle, great to have you back here on the podcast. Looking forward to the conversation. Thanks, Dan. Good morning. So, Michelle, I know you're joining us today because the Chief Investment Office recently released the latest edition of our favorite longer-term themes publication. And we, of course, have covered this here on the podcast prior, though. Before we get into what's new, Michelle, as a refresher for our listeners, our clients, can you remind us of what this monthly publication addresses and what readers can expect? Sure. Let me just give a quick overview for our listeners, and especially those of you who might be listening in for the first time. Uh, the Our Favorite Longer-Term Themes publication highlights five longer-term investment themes that are screening well against the current market backdrop. Uh, so this report uses both quantitative as well as some qualitative inputs, uh, and it's just meant to give investors some guidance around how these longer-term investment themes that we've identified fit into our current outlook relative to the other uh, long-term themes that we have on the shelf. Thank you, Michelle, for that refresher. Very helpful as a starting point. So with that in mind, can you take a few moments here to share with us CIO's current theme preferences? Of course. Uh, The five favorites for this month are EM infrastructure, aging and comfort, uh, diversity and equality, clean air and carbon reduction, as well as education services. Uh, And I should note just real quick, too, that if a theme is not in the top five, you know, that doesn't necessarily mean that we don't like it or it really shouldn't be seen as a a sell signal, uh, if you will. Again, it's really just, you know, what themes are screening well for this particular month. Uh, And that could very well change come next month. So we do have two themes new for this month. Can you expand for us a bit, Michelle, what those themes consist of? Sure. It's a great point. Let's focus then on aging and comfort as well as education. These are the two new themes uh, to the top five this month. I'll just start with aging and comfort. Uh, This is somewhat of a broad theme, but it's really meant to capture what we see as a very well-entrenched trend, and that's the aging of the population. Uh, The aging population is one of the three foundational secular trends that support our longer-term themes. And this is something that we see happening globally, even despite the pandemic. Uh, Populations are aging. The pandemic did not slow this trend down. And not only are people living longer in much of the developed world, and of course there are some exceptions there, uh, the U.S. being one, but they're also having fewer children, uh, most again, in developed countries. And this means that we're going to need to think about how we care for this aging population. So aging and comfort covers everything from retirement homes to retirement planning. Uh, even consumer products can play a role here. But let me just get to education now. Um, I do think that this is an interesting one. And I say that because education services is one of the long-term themes uh, with significant opportunities in fixed income as well. Uh, and, of course, we're in an environment now where fixed income can offer some pretty solid yields, right? Um, and education services can be implemented through fixed income. Uh, there are other ways to implement, too. You know, there are some public equity opportunities, but they are a bit limited. Um, 
privates and alternatives, you know, can also be a way to, to think about implementing these themes. But in terms of the theme itself, uh, one thing that we see as a key driver is that there's a growing middle class in emerging markets. And generally, when people start to have uh, more disposable income, members of this class tend to seek more educational opportunities for themselves and for their children. Uh, so if you think about something like a MOOC, which is a massive open online course, uh, if you're sitting in a rural area or in a school district where you can't access the type of class that you want to access, uh, an online course that's open to thousands of kids can make that course accessible to you. Uh, so now, of course, there are some considerations here, like the digital divide, and we'd also be clear that we don't think you know, ed tech is going to replace teachers outright. Um, I want to be clear on that because that's another you know concern that some people have when you say ed tech. But we really think it's about using these tools uh, alongside teachers. Well, thank you, Michelle. Yeah, a lot of interesting considerations across the board. So thank you for keeping us all current on what's top of mind for CIO, thematically speaking. Before we close out our conversation for today, any final thoughts or takeaways you would like to leave us with? Sure. I think the last thing I would note here is that you know our listeners should definitely take a look at the, the full report uh, to see the full list of five. Um, I didn't even get to the number one theme, for example, EM infrastructure. You know, we do think that growth in infrastructure investments uh, will outpace broader GDP growth in emerging markets over the next five to ten years. Uh, so that's another one I just wanted to quickly mention before we close here, Dan. Dan, but again, I just uh, I recommend taking a look at that full report and, of course, uh, reaching out to your advisors if you have questions. Thank you for that, Michelle. Yeah, to echo Michelle's point, the publication is available now up on UBS.com slash CIO. Again, that's our favorite longer-term themes, as Michelle pointed out. For our clients in particular, please reach out to your UBS financial advisor if you would like to receive a copy of the publication directly to read further into what Michelle has shared with us on today's podcast. Though, Michelle, as always, thank you for dropping by and keeping our listeners informed and looking forward to having you back. Thanks, Dan. UBS Chief Investment Office's investment views are prepared and published by the global wealth management business of UBS AG or its affiliate, UBS. This material has no regard to the specific investment objectives, financial situation, or particular needs of any specific recipient and is published for informational purposes only. As a firm providing wealth management services to clients globally, UBS AG and its subsidiaries offer both investment advisory services and brokerage services. Investment advisory services and brokerage services are separate and distinct, differ in material ways and are governed by different laws and separate arrangements. In the USA, UBS Financial Services Inc. is a subsidiary of UBS AG and a member of FINRA SIPC. For information, please visit our website at UBS.com forward slash working with us. For a full legal disclaimer applicable to the independent investment views produced by UBS, please visit our website at UBS.com forward slash CIO disclaimer.